0: Hi, this is Billy West, or Stimson J. Cat, or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg, and I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your old Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! Hey. Why, you have foonsy, floonsy, sweetsy, brownsy...
1: Expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers.
0: This is the way.
1: Yeah, recording in progress, because we got to talk about it. Folks, listen, uh, Woodsboro 2022 murders, total false flag operation, got inside job written all over it. They're turning the frogs gay. <laughs>
2: Turn the
0: fucking frogs gay.
2: <laughs>
1: turning the frogs that, gay.
0: <laughs> that was actually a fantastic Alex Jones impression. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm sad that I do do a fantastic Alex Jones. That's the... But, Okay, this is two bro geeks, so and I'm Matt.
0: I'm Justin, and I'm Anthony.
1: Yeah, you are, buddy. You're here today. <laughs> um, we're gonna talk about Scream Six and some other stuff. Uh, and you're like the biggest Scream fan I know, so I was like, yeah, we better have Anthony and wear on. that with
0: a badge of pride. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um.
1: Yeah, so uh, real quick, I just wanted to talk about, I just saw uh, online just some fun casting news that uh, Theo Rossi has been cast in The Penguin, um, which is getting some great people in it. I like Theo Rossi. I don't know about you guys. I think he's good, so. Honestly, uh,
2: I'm going to be that guy and be like, I don't know. if The name does not ring a bell for some reason.
1: He's uh, Shades in uh, oh
0: okay all right yep he's
1: he's,
0: uh yeah i I have a penguin story here because obviously they're shooting in new york city uh my friend was on a plane traffic platform last week getting ready to go to work and he turns to his right and colin farrell in full penguin makeup is standing no that's amazing
1: you mean they're actually making that there because
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It's not, it's not penguin set in Montreal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh oh boy. That made me laugh. Cause I, (laughs) I'm one of those people that when they make movies places, like unless they show something really recognizable, cities are pretty much interchangeable to me. Like I can't tell most of the time where stuff is made so i'm sitting there watching scream six and we're sitting through the credits <laughs> and then in montreal comes up and i'm like ah! <laughs> the whole thing is set in new york and they shot it in montreal oh god it's,
2: i came across the same thing recently because uh we've been watching like criminal minds and there was one episode that popped up that was like we're going to burlington vermont and they just did like a flyover of of burlington and i'm like that's not burlington Well,
1: that's the same thing they did in wednesday right yeah Mm because wednesday is set in jericho it's like i know what jericho vermont does
2: like that looks nothing like jericho it ain't
1: that and then they're like and we're gonna go pick him up we're gonna go to the burlington train station i'm like i know what the burlington train (laughs) station looks like it ain't that
0: well that that's why i hate every hallmark christmas movie where one of them is from the big city before they go to the little town Mm -hmm. the big city you can tell that's not new york that's not new york (laughs) like you could always tell when they have the budget to shoot in new york like home alone 2 versus when they do not
1: see from from a from a far out level i can tell from a street level i can't tell what yeah (laughs) you know so that's anyway um Mm-mm. so evil dead rise the uh first reviews are coming out and uh we saw that trailer actually before scream and god fuck that movie looks good
2: uh one of my friends went to the was that that premiere no and yeah uh yeah. Like I watching, i've been i've been following him on uh, on instagram as he's been like posting because it had like it had the cast they had bruce campbell uh ted Raimi, sam ramey like the, the whole like q a bit and from what i understand it's just like i don't really go by rotten tomato scores because that's it's yeah, yeah. rotten tomatoes, but mm-hmm. it does have a 100 like fan base and early reviews that i've been seeing is just like insane bloodbath and something involving a cheese grater.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's... M- Mommy's with the maggots now.
2: Yeah, best oh. line so far.
1: It looks so mm-hmm. much like the Evil Dead remake, which, I'm sorry, is the best Evil Dead. I know people don't agree with that all the time, but that's my hot take of the day, is that's the <laughs> best Evil Dead is the remake.
0: I'll say this. The Evil Dead remake, which I also love, is one of the hardest horror movies for me to watch due to the violence it's normally so violence good brutal, <laughs> that movie yeah yeah and that's actually the unrate- does not bother me
2: oh the unrated like, version oh
0: oh yeah. And I know people have been freaking out, like, this past year with Terrifier 2, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can watch this, no problem, but, like, on Evil Dead, that remake, I'm like, well, this is really hard the,
2: to the main pro- The main thing with Terrifier 2 was, yeah, it was brutal, but it got to a point where it wasn't brutal anymore, because it there was just moments you're like, okay this is way over the top like it'd be it went from gross to just comedic i
1: found nothing in terrifier 2 as horrific and hard to watch as art the clown slicing that woman in half from crotch yeah. to chin
0: or oh yeah that exactly in
1: from, I, nothing and even the woman that he like ripped up that was one of those parts where in evil uh, evil dead in terrifier 2 when he rips her apart and she's still, like, somehow alive on the bed. I'm like, you just crossed from gruesome and horrible into what the
0: fuck. Yeah. Well, I mean, Wendy he, when he runs it with the bleach and the salt.
2: Yeah. I'm like, well, like, when Yeah, when, like, her mom pops in and she just gets out of bed, still completely, ha- with, like, half a face and be like, yeah. Mom! And you're like, no, no. Yeah,
0: but, other than- yeah, but meanwhile, the evil dead, the oh my god, with the yeah. shower, just a scalding burns oh. on her skin. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So good. It. Yep. Yep. Great horror and film. And I'm, I'm super excited for The Evil Dead Rise because it seems like it's uh, in that vein and people are raving about Ooh. it. A lot of horror.
1: A lot of good horror. A lot of good looking horror this year uh, slash horror comedy action because Renfield still looks really great. I'm dying for oh. Renfield.
0: <laughs> I cannot wait, and I hope it's good enough where they're like, "Hey, let's put Nick Cage in his own Dracula movie." Yeah, like, well, there. Robert
2: Eggers has a Dracula film coming out, um, Mm. with, and I think Willem. I know Willem Dafoe is, I guess, the. Well, it's Nosferatu, is what he's doing. Yeah, and I know Willem Dafoe is in it, so I don't know if they'll bank on another Dracula film. However, just put. I would just if he does well as Dracula as this. I would just be like, let's do a whole subgenre of, the, of monsters where Nick Cage is the monster. So make him the werewolf. <laughs> make him Frankenstein's monster. Make him the so creature from the he, black lagoon.
1: Here's the thing, though: is Guillermo del Toro is now claiming he's making a Frankenstein,
2: which
0: he is. You,
1: you got to take with a grain. And Mia
0: Gaffa's just casting it, which I'm yep. super oh, pumped about. Oh, it's
1: actually into casting now. Okay, good, because yeah. normally when Guillermo del Toro says he's doing something, Guillermo del Toro's list of projects is. T- 20 years long like you don't <laughs> yeah. I, that's how long it would take you to read the list not how long it would take you to make the projects <laughs> he wants yeah. to work on so um oh good Mia Goth is casting that you know what I think I saw that now that you mention it so
2: um a little bit of Saturn is I just want to get this out because I just saw this in light because of um John Wick 4 comes out um next month um the guy who plays the Mater D, I guess, just passed away today. Oh, comes out next week at sixty.
0: John Wait, Wake comes
2: out. Wait, that was next week.
0: Yeah, yeah I have my tickets already. Yeah, John Wick is next week.
2: What the? What?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I mean, yeah, I, I
1: saw saw some good reviews for it. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, it's freaking, uh, it's fucking John Wick, and I've loved all three. I've loved the first three, so I'm already gonna love this no matter what.
0: Um, how did he die? Because I did just see that, I and mean, I was like, he's so young. Did it say how he died? Like, what um, is it?
2: everything I've been seeing so far doesn't give a re. Oh, man, I gotta find the actual thing I saw. Uh, is they haven't given uh, what happened? Um, from the looks of it, hmm. no. It's the Lance he- headache. Uh, yeah, yeah. It looks like right now they haven't announced what it was exactly, mm. but it's just like some of a bitch.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. He's great in everything he's been in. Yeah.
1: Oh, there was some more people cast in the Penguin. That's right. I got to talk about that real quick too. Um, let's see. The guy from, uh, oh, the guy from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel was cast in it. I can't think of what his name is. Oh, hang on. He is.
0: I love that show, by the way.
1: Uh, oh, uh, I do, too. Um,
0: Never watched it.
1: Michael Zagan. That's his name. And it looks like he's uh, set to play Alberto Falcone. Oh, All right. nice. Uh, Midges ex-husband, Michael Zagan, uh, in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, which returns for its final season in a couple weeks. And I'm, get, I'm pretty sad about that, too. Um, yeah, me,
0: too.
2: The I'll get around to the, watching it at some point.
0: The other judging by the on casting, it, see, it seems like they're going that a lot of long Halloween characters are coming in. Yep, uh,
1: because they also cast, I believe, uh, Kristen Milotti as Sophia Milotti. Kristen Milotti, boy, I can I have always have trouble saying that as uh Sophia Falcone. So, yeah, very long. Oh, Halloween. yeah.
0: I love that actress, by the way. She was the best part about that last season of How I Met Your Mother. Oh, and
2: it looks like um, Andrew Garfield and Oscar Isaac.
0: In
1: what?
2: In Guillermo del Toro. Oh, no, I'm looking at at Frankenstein. Oh, you're looking at Guillermo del
1: Toro. Wait, Andrew Garfield, Oscar Isaac, and Mia Goth are all going to be in that Frankenstein movie? Yeah. Damn, that's awesome. It's going
2: to be stacked.
1: I like that. Oh, guys, hang on. I gotta pause. My wife is calling. Talk amongst yourselves. And we're back. Um, <laughs> shit. What were we talking about?
2: We were just know. talking about like casting with like between. Oh yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, Guillermo del Toro and uh, uh, the yep. Penguin. <laughs> yep. Separate projects.
1: Things. A lot of good things coming our way on that front.
2: Can we talk about what you and I were talking about a little earlier about those McFarlane Flash figures for a minute? Like how (laughs) fucking spoiler-ish they are? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) One
1: of them is kind of spoilery, actually. I pre-ordered all of those, by the way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised because when they originally put out the listing, they had uh, character names withheld for spoilers and uh one of them is dark flash and i was (laughs) like well thanks for letting me know ahead of time that i mean plot wise it makes sense because dark flash's whole thing is to protect timelines and stuff like that so plot wise it makes sense but like come on man
2: well also the toy design in general like i was telling you like the dark flash toy design I get it, but I'm not a fan of it.
1: It's a it's an odd design for Dark Flash. Actually. Yeah. Um.
0: Um. <laughs> did you notice the McFarlane? Uh, I can I do not like the sculpt of Keaton's head without the mask.
1: Yeah, that he one. Like, he actually, looks like
0: Sheldon Cooper.
1: He looks a little bit like. Uh, I I've seen him compared to Ray Liotta.
0: <laughs> yep that too. uh
1: it looks a little bit yeah that one's not good i actually did i pre-order that one i don't think so i think i only pre-ordered the other ones but yeah it's weird to put out figures especially since they just released today now that the movie is out a wonder woman figure they held yeah. back on that figure for shazam um but they did not hold back on dark flash
2: but they didn't really hold back on the Wonder Woman one because there was like a trailer that dropped a couple weeks ago, and everyone got mad because Wonder Woman is just the forefront oh. of the of part of the trailer, and it was like a, apparently like a huge spoiler.
1: I didn't know that because I haven't been paying too much attention because I didn't really like the first Shazam, so I don't. I still haven't watched care <laughs> about the second Shazam
0: i love the first shazam
1: lots of people do and you know what that i I, i'm not saying it just something about it did not hit me the way it hit other people so like i'm glad people are like stoked for this new shazam but that first one did not work for me
0: i feel like besides the flash most people seemed most people seem to be writing off this year of dc film they're just like let's get to the next phase
1: yeah that's dumb
0: yeah, I I agree with that. You should judge a film mm. on its merits, not what's setting up or not setting up. Yeah. But uh, mm. but all I will say is there was some flash news that came out today that, that? Uh, I missed that Tom, Tom Cruise saw a special cut of the Flash. Oh, uh, he wanted to see. Did it, so he watch said, it
2: when he was jumping out of a plane?
0: <laughs> he he said he loved it he said he wrote Andy Muschietti a note saying this is everything cinema should be it's a movie we need right now like he's very impressed with it. it there's nothing but great buzz
1: within the industry about this film I heard something from F.J. DeSanto the other day uh, he also said it's really good so it's, I think the flash might end up being something really special <laughs>
0: I hope so because it doesn't look like whatever people think about Shazam that uh, it's going to hit box office numbers at all. No,
1: and that'll be the second because uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania really didn't hit any decent box office numbers either. Yep. Um, yeah, it's. it's Wait, ch- sh-
0: I haven't seen Shazam yet, but Ant Man did not deserve the good box office numbers. That movie was awful. Yeah. Never I seen just, it.
1: But. I really hope Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom hits later this year as well. Like, don't just write off Aquaman. Like the first one was a billion dollar movie. People liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Don't go ahead and be like, oh, now I'm just not going to see the second Aquaman movie. It's like that's the dumbest
2: thing ever. I'm still. I am still slightly bitter that we're not getting the James Wan the Trench film or that they were working on Mm. uh that was going to be in that was like in the process of being worked on but then when they did the whole change and are gonna and they just canned the whole thing
1: it was gonna be a black manta film yeah yeah so um real quick anthony did you watch the last of? i mean i i assume you did because like the entire world did but you watched the last of us right
0: Oh yeah, I did. Oh, oh yes.
1: We haven't <laughs> talked about that season finale yet. Uh, holy fuck, dude. It was
0: it was perfect. It was perfect. It was a perfect season of television, but that finale. I,
2: Have you played the game, Anthony?
0: Yes. So I knew okay. what to I did know what to expect, but still the way they executed it, I was like, man, this it's is heartbreaking. So it's emotional.
2: Good. All right. So across the board, because because I need to ask Matt specifically. So, Joel's actions at the end of the season, where he just murders everyone to save Ellie from the possibility of being the only cure. How did you feel?
1: Uh, It's really hard to say. Say it. Say it. I don't. uh... I don't know. There's no indication of whether or not it would have worked within the, within the episode itself. So going just off the information I have, I guess it's probably better that he saved her, but I want to go the Spock route and say the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, (laughs) because like, if it had worked, like literally her death would have saved the world. But, like, that doesn't negate the fact that she's the only thing in the world now that Joel really cares about and has to hang on to. It's, what a complicated end to the season. What a complicated situation. Exactly I'll, I'll, how
0: you should feel. I'll say now, the world deserves to burn. Oh. <laughs> wow. the, the, the current state of the world. If they, Like, yeah, I would have 100% saved my daughter or adoptive a funcular daughter in that situation it's
2: it's such an inter like uh, it's such an interesting thing because like even in the game when you play it and you have and you go through the whole thing they really set it up where you look at both sides of the coin like at both sides of it and you can argue pretty well on both ends like mm-hmm. it is really the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few and yeah. yet if it worked Joel just Joel just is basically being selfish for the sake of holding on to the one last thing that he would that would be the closest to a daughter and the what would be the one thing he cared about well
1: especially since he already lost it, it it's it's made even it's not even just that it's his daughter it's that he's already lost a daughter and now yeah. he has found a kind of a surrogate daughter it's Oh man, devil's,
0: devil's advocate though. If I'm Joel, yeah, like there are breakthroughs all the time. Who's to say they can't find another kid? Right. It's very true,
1: right? It's very true. And but i uh, you know, all I could think about was like Anthony, you say the state of the world it's in like deserves to burn like that those fucking dudes with like the rapey priest, like they got what was coming to them. But like then there's that other town where Joel's brother lives, where it's just a bunch of nice folks, like trying their best to like get by in the world. And it's like, maybe they deserve some form of safety too, where like the, the mushroom people aren't going to come for their nice little town. I don't know, and I think the worst part is that, and this is obviously going to play out in the long run, is that he flat out just lied to Ellie about.
2: What oh,
0: happened. oh yeah, well, that, that was a change from the video game. Yeah, mm.
2: they they swap that out in the video game because, like, I like I think in it's not a spoiler, but it's like I they definitely change it up and see in the in part two of how she finds out. Mm. Um but because
1: I, especially since that one woman was you know raised her like saved literally like her mother's dying wish was for this woman to take care of Ellie and Joel
2: Gunder down yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> and i guess rumor is i don't know like season so it's the next two seasons of the show even though they haven't been greenlit for season 2 is they're going to apparently do a longer version of part 2 Yes,
0: and I'm they're like, to... give it, give me all of it. <laughs> they're supposed to break into two seasons, right? They were saying, and uh... yeah, like
2: I'm assuming they're gonna break off from like the first half half of it being Ellie's story and the second half being, uh, I think her name's Abby. Yeah, is it Abby? Yeah, and I yeah. so yeah, so oh, God, I, it just made me want to replay those games for the fifth time cuz they're so damn good. I don't care how many people got angry at the second game. They're so much fun.
1: <laughs> I also really um for the last of us uh, kind of appreciate that uh it did make Joel cuz they they could have gone with it took him longer to become I guess they couldn't have taken too much longer. It wasn't that many episodes, but he could have taken longer to warm up to Ellie, right? Like he could have stayed more distant for longer. And they kind of made it. We're like, no, like he, he realized like he's a dad and taking (laughs) care of this kid is just like second nature to him. Like he finally, after all these years has something to care about is someone to care about and take care of. And so, boom, there he is. He doesn't stand off anymore. He just kind of opens his heart and is like, all right, this is my new kid. Yep. So.
2: Did you guys catch the newest Mandalorian?
0: Hell yeah. Yeah, I did. I love okay. that. Okay, I was about to ask, what were people's thoughts?
1: <laughs> I've loved, I, yeah.
0: Yeah, I love to tie into episode nine with the cloning and for a big. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. There's,
2: it's really interesting because I thought it was one of the better episodes of this season, which is weird for me to say considering there was lack of much Mando in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I love standalone episodes like that. Like to go back to the uh, Last of Us for a minute, episode three, Bill and Frank's story. Like oh, I love God the one. Oh. The tours. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But this one is kind of. uh And all those people that were like, it's time to retcon the sequel trilogy. It's like, (laughs) they're already setting up how they cloned Emperor Palpatine in the Mandalorian, which is literally the best Star Wars thing going. Mm -hmm. Um, So... But also, I just, I liked that dude. Like, I was like, I'm interested. Like, boy, talk about sucking you into a character's story in a very short period of time to the point where when that dude got betrayed, I was like, no! And then yeah. she his brain, and I was like, no! Um,
2: I don't know how well everyone's lore is. How many, do you guys think Thrawn is going to show up in this?
1: I think that's going to be in Ahsoka.
0: Yes, more yeah. ahsoka you know. i think so too though i do eventually think there's going to be a big crossover either mini series or movie event with all, all well, of them it's just versus so thrown
2: yeah it's just so bizarre like how like because it was a little bit of a weird juxtaposition of like they go back to their uh bo-katan's palace and it's just all of a sudden thai bombers are all all there it's like oh
1: Dured a whole squadron my geek heart at a, an entire squadron <laughs> of tie interceptors and tie bombers i was like this is awesome like star wars isn't even like my biggest fandom that i have and i still was like ah oh, yeah tie interceptors give that geek <laughs> shit right into my <laughs> veins baby
2: <laughs> uh. oh boy
1: I also like Bo-Katan Kreeze kind of being like, uh, I don't walk the way, like they're not going to accept me. And then the armorer is just like, Bo-Katan Kreeze, you, you bathed in the waters too. And she's like, yeah, I, I I don't walk the way. And the armorer is like, have you taken your helmet off since you were in the waters? And Bo-Katan is like, no. And the armorer is just like, well then welcome back
2: <laughs> i still I, that's just me being this is just a me nitpick thing i just don't like the whole like what we were talking about this last time matt where it's like mm. there's some of their rules of like like taking your helmet the helmet thing yeah whatever but it's like the bathing in the waters and mm-hmm. i know part of it is Bocatan is now understanding like sort of about like the man about mandal now that mandalore was actually inhabitable um mm-hmm. i don't know i just could find some of those rules so pedantic just to me i like like i don't That's know why religion man Religion's yeah.
1: got lots of pedantic rules <laughs> yeah. like, yes, i'm just knows. like
2: yeah i'm just like you take your fucking helmet off and you're like oh i'm gonna go bathe in the it's jesus it is jesus <laughs>
1: no no meat on fridays but you can eat fish Yes. <laughs> like, what do you think fish are made of? Yes. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So, I, uh,
0: I, all oh, look, as far as Mandalorian goes, I just can't wait to see Groat Goo officially get his, uh, Mandalore armor. <laughs> his tiny little armor. <laughs> I keep
1: wondering how he's going to talk. Like, I don't want him to talk. Does he just no talking? Does he talk like Yoda? Like, does Yoda? Is that how that species talks, or is that like Yoda
0: has a speech impediment? It would actually be really funny if he talked normal and (laughs) Yoda.
2: Just watch them like cover both their bases, and depending on how he talks, it's like sometimes it's normal, but then sometimes it's broken. Like.
1: Unless she spoke in an animated series, because I've never seen any of the anime. Yaddle never talked. We saw Yaddle, but... um...
2: She... There's a... uh, Besides the one... There's like one episode where she does talk, I believe, in the Clone Wars. I could be wrong, Hmm. but I think there's like a, a... There's a episode revolving around Yoda and Yaddle. I'm not 100% sure. I could be having a fever dream and making Clone it up,
1: Wars, but I I feel like I remember seeing somewhere that she was in it. So
0: I cannot keep up I couldn't keep up with the Clone Wars, same way I can't keep up with every single Marvel show.
2: Well, you got to get ready cuz apparently they like they they apparently these are reports. I don't know how true these are, but there's they're trying to do more of like those like specials like they did Werewolf by Night. Mm-hmm. Um And the latest ones i just saw today is possibly one around ghost rider and mephisto like separately and then another and then a swamp thing a man thing series
0: oh boy Uh
2: and i'm like give me man thing oh we'll always be hunkering for more man thing (laughs) yeah
0: that's what she said hell yeah man (laughs) if i had it
2: with if i had it with me i would ask you anthony if you want to see my giant man thing which is and I
0: would op- say 100% yes, <laughs> Justin.
2: <laughs> the, yeah, I like the omnibus book of like the first 35 issues of Man-Thing. So it's oh, always awesome. been like my favorite thing to like go around and be like, if I had to be like, you guys want to see my giant man thing? And they're like, "What?" And I pull it out. I'm like, "Check it."
1: Oh, <laughs> well, speaking of Marvel shows, though, they did announce that John Bernthal is coming back as the Punisher for Daredevil Reborn, and I'm
2: I gonna- am going yeah. to be hesitant about this because it it's going to be, be the
1: same version of the right. Punisher by yeah. any means,
2: and that's gonna bug me. I'm sure do the best with what they can do but it's going to be pale in comparison to how badass he was in the netflix show
0: yeah i, I don't know I, i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna crap all over marvel i'm just kind of like marvel fatigue um overall i, know, I think. but I, i'm, I'm at the
1: about daredevil so
0: yeah there are certain ones like i'm at the point now i don't feel the need to watch every Marvel movie or show. I'm, oh, so much now welcome I'm to you. our group. <laughs> yeah, still haven't like, seen... like yeah. Guardians. I will see. Mm-hmm. I love the first Guardians. Dan not like the second, but James Gunn is taking over the DCU, which I care about, <laughs> so I want to see what his last offering was.
1: And he, uh, he, 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 yeah, because he's going to be directing Superman Legacy, which that was like the least surprising announcement in the world
2: like he least was surprising
0: writing- <laughs> yeah plus i mean i think he knows he's not an idiot he's the architect of this whole dcu he knows they have to stick the landing with that
1: i think he can di- i think he'll di- write and direct a hell of a superman movie yeah me too.
0: <laughs> me too though knowing james gunn there will be at least one joke in there about how lois lane can have inter- intercourse with superman given he's an alien
2: i wouldn't be too surprised even though the <laughs> mo- the, the, the the other movie uh if Brightburn was basically a what if superman became evil I wouldn't be too surprised that he threw in a joke about Brightburn in it, uh, which I think his he brother did, did that. that though, right? No, his brother did. I thought so. Or mm-hmm. like it's a, it's a gun, it's in the gun family. Uh, he but,
1: produced that movie. Yes. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad though that he kind of understands the idea that like everybody is over this idea of mopey maybe evil world doesn't trust superman like god damn like don't get me wrong i love man of steel man of steel is exactly how everyone would react to superman in -hmm. the real world and it is an interesting thing to see play out it really is but now I want to see people love and embrace Superman. <laughs>
0: yeah. Me too. And that's what I uh that's what I loved about the initial announcement about the slate when, when he was talking about the Superman movie, about how Superman the DCU believes in kindness in a world where people think kindness is old fashioned. And I'm like, yes, that is Superman.
2: And then we have Booster Gold. <laughs>
1: gonna be Chris Pratt Don't even get me started on fucking Booster Gold The most waste of writing and artistic talent and ink and everything God damn that character's terrible Uh, um,
0: Um, I have a bit of breaking uh, nerd news here Kind of sad slash scary news uh, Sam Neal, who played Dr. Alan Grant in Jurassic Park, is currently undergoing treatment for stage three blood cancer. Oh. Oh, yeah.
1: Because I'm actually being in Jurassic Park, and I mentioned earlier we're watching Peaky Blinders. I'm hip deep in Sam Neal right now because he's in Peaky Blinders. So, yeah. fuck, I hope he turns out
0: okay. Yeah, me too. Blood cancer is a mm. serious thing. Yeah,
1: no kidding.
0: Oh, man. Well,
1: speaking well, of Sam, blood. Speaking of blood. Yeah, I don't even know. A horrible transition. Yeah, speaking of blood, let's just go right to Scream 6 because <laughs> that came out this this week or late last week, I guess, this past weekend and we all saw it and everybody's talking about it and it's making all kinds of fucking money and um Yeah, Scream 6. Um everybody go ahead. Uh cuz I think we all based on my separate <laughs> conversations with both of you I think all three of us have slightly different opinions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh Justin, do you want to go first or should I?
2: Um I guess I'll go ahead cuz I've been try- I, I've been thinking about it all day. Uh at, and then when I, when uh, Matt told me we were that you were coming on I was like, "Oh, I really got to have like have this shared." <laughs> I think after because after we were after man, i watched it. We sat there, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this film overall. Now that I've given it time, and I've been reading what some people have been saying and stuff like that, I think this was a mid-tier scream film. I my personal favorite bit was the beginning with although I am mad they bought Samara weaving. I love her, and I'm very mad that they just kind of pop that in there. And I'm like, you don't do this to my bay.
0: Uh, <laughs> you you um, you also I don't love... make your bay the stupidest character in the. I know, know, right?
1: Horror movie. Someone yeah, who
2: does this. She yeah. was
1: stupid.
2: I was just like, yeah. yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> um, I don't see I... You
0: waving. No shit. There's no one in yeah. the alley. You can literally.
2: Why are you, the you the going down the alleyway? <laughs> if you're ah, it's so annoying.
0: Not only is she the
1: dumbest character in the movie, she's the dumbest professor in the yeah. history of anything. She's literally teaching a course on slasher films. And oh, and God, she does damn.
2: everything that she was trying to teach them not to do. Um, I, I actually really liked a lot of the Easter eggs, especially on the train with all the different like horror characters that they were able, including Samara Weaving, Samara Weaving's uh ready or not character of the bride. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there I was one
0: movie you should, oh, I think I you would That's enjoy that. Phenomenal. It's, fun. I, it's, it's I one I of my to. favorite, like of recent years. It's, it's one of those of ones of that everyone
1: yeah. is like, keep meaning to watch it. Just haven't gotten
0: to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, The overall crux
2: of the whole movie, I thought, did what it was supposed to do. However, I it's hard to say this, but I felt like I I just wasn't so invested in it because they kept throwing so many red herrings. That's like, yeah, it's not that person, yeah, it's obviously not that person. Where it's just like bit after bit after bit to kind of keep be like, well, it could be this one that it got boring and i just felt like that like the ending was scream 2 and it's just like they, i felt like the it ending was scream 2 down to great
1: parenting great parenting
2: yeah <laughs> and i just felt like it could have been more but i thought as a film itself it was fine okay so bring it bring it
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i'll go before anthony jumps in i'll say i like it like i don't i don't hate it uh but i've only seen it once so it's hard for me to say too strongly one way or the other i think it's i think i've got a lot more nitpicks with this one than i do with the last one like there's some really good stuff in here like the in mask ghost face stuff is all fantastic And, uh, I like the core for, um, some people said last movie and this movie that, uh, the girl that played the, the actor that plays Sam is bad. Michelle Barrera. I don't understand why people say she's bad. Like, I think she's a perfectly, she's got, she has to act next to Jenna Ortega, who is a fantastic actress. So she pales a little bit in comparison. I don't think she's bad anyway. Um, Uh, uh, My biggest problem is a this movie has no balls at all in terms of stakes, uh, because the only (laughs) character that the only characters that die are characters that are not characters like Annika is barely a character. Uh, that murderer guy at the beginning that like when I saw the trailer, I literally said to Justin, <laughs> he's a killer and he wasn't the killer, but he was a killer. But like even Gail, like I'm sorry, they had the perfect opportunity to like send off Gail. She kicked ass. She held her own. She would have had, as the Klingons say, a very glorious death and nope. Then she had a weak pulse right there at the end. And then what's his name that Jenna Ortega, Chad, got stabbed, I don't know, 11 (laughs) times in in a really cool ghost face scene, but then came out okay at the end. And Look, stabbing is a very survivable (laughs) thing. If you get stabbed one time, unless they stab you right in the heart, If they stab you like in the gut or something, you're gonna leak, and leaking is a very slow death. Being stabbed is survivable, not being stabbed (laughs) 11D times, Um, but and then, and then right there at the end, I'm sorry, I don't buy the motivation for these characters. Like, how many? I'm gonna ask a question of of a couple (laughs) people here, Justin. Yes. Let's say in like 15 years, 10 years, 10, 15 years, your nephew goes completely berserk and murders people, a bunch of people. Is your sister good? And then, but he, he murders a bunch of people and then somebody (laughs) kills him in self-defense. Is your sister then going to, like, lose her mind and then go kill the person that killed the murderer kid? Like... No! <laughs> Anthony, if you have... If you have Tom, if... Anthony, you know Tom and Julia, our friends Tom and Julia. Do you see either Tom or Julia, if their children went berserk and murdered somebody, do you see Tom and Julia murdering people because their child was like do you see sorry Tom and Julia I'm bringing you into this hypothetical situation but it's only cuz Anthony doesn't have his own kids <laughs> uh,
0: I I could see them losing their mind with grief but no I cannot right. see them killing people
1: right and so like with Mrs. Loomis in Scream 2 like I can buy it once that maybe this one lady lost her mind but in real life <sighs> How how often does it happen that like multiple members of a family are complete psychotic like Ted Bundy has a has a child somewhere in the world as far as, we don't know who she is she's anonymous but as far as we know she's not out there murdering people like
0: um How many times has it happened that a complete family is psychotic have you seen the Trump family
1: I mean <laughs> That's a different kind of psychotic. That is <laughs> that is bordering on wow. Well, that's bordering on something that's not politically correct for me to say. Um, <laughs> let's just say mentally challenged. Um, I don't like that the dad and both of the kids have completely lost their minds and are and are mad that Sam killed their son slash brother. It's weird to me, and I didn't buy it. And it's like, you clearly know your son was off his rocker. Look around you. Look at this place. Look at this shrine to fucking murder that you are
0: standing in. Okay.
1: I, I, I need to counter
0: that a little Sorry, bit. I
1: like this movie. I really do, but that was my biggest problem.
0: <laughs> I, I, I do need... I do need to counter that last bit a bit. And then I'll I'll go. Oh, Okay, let me start out. Really? I saw this movie I saw this movie twice. Um I saw it. the first time I saw it, I sat there once the credits started rolling and I thought to myself, this is an upper tier scream movie. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites. I think I'm going to place it at number 3 right under the original and Scream 2, mm-hmm. which this one is clearly its own version of Scream 2. Yeah. But I have to sleep on it. Then I saw it again a week later. I'm like, yeah, this one is actually my second favorite Scream movie. I loved and adored it. Um, I think the Ghostface action makes it immensely rewatchable. I think it's just a fun movie. The cast is endearing. Um, I I love Scream 2. Nothing against Scream 2. but. You know, this, this is just newer, it's fresher. There is some recency bias there in terms of which one am I going to put on to watch again when it's digital. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love... To- <sighs> There's so much I want to counter what you guys said here and, like, open up for her <laughs> to be here.
2: Which is but, hilarious, because, like, I'm watching Matt. and it, When Matt and I are doing I'm watching your face. I'm like, oh, man, we, <laughs> we're going to get it. <laughs> but that's always the best part is, like, yeah, we all great. have very different. We all have differences, but we're still gonna be like, no, we're fine. Like it's always interesting to see everyone else's perspective. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, so first of all, Matt, I do want to say I do agree with you. I do not think Melissa Barrera is a bad actress no, at all. I don't get I, it. I think she. I think she does pale in comparison to Jenna Ortega. but yeah. I think she is. A fine actress i, I like her character like, I, I do think there's
1: plenty of other actors in actresses in this movie that she is just as good as i think she's just as good as hayden Panateri, or mm-hmm. however you pronounce her last name i've never heard it said out loud um and, it's Panateri. panettieri and nobody says hayden panettieri's bad like I, I don't think melissa barrera is any worse than she is
0: No, I don't either. And I mean, I'm going to say a controversial statement here. So hold on to your hats. I know it's controversial because I'm about to pick on a beloved character. Mm -hmm. I think she's a better actress than Mindy.
1: Oh wow! Okay, I
0: do. I I enjoy Mindy, but I feel like at times Mindy can go into caricature spoof territory of what I Randy think, was.
1: I think the I think the franchise expl- explanation scene in this movie was exactly what you just said. I think yeah. that scene was a little bit much. Not
0: bad, just a uh, little bit much. Can you give me one second? This is my wife. Can we pause okay, for like one yeah. second?
1: All right. So. Uh, um, You were saying you don't think that uh, we were talking about um, Randy. uh, Shit, I forgot the character's name. Randy's Well, there's like comparing Sam to Mindy. Mindy, yeah. Yeah. Comparing Sam to Mindy and Mindy to otherwise. I mean, she's fine. I did like her um, when she gets stabbed. I did like her. Fuck this franchise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was really funny. Um, But you can keep going, Anthony. Talking about how you love it.
0: Yeah, sure. So, so um, I wanted to agree with you there because there are there are a few uh, follow up questions I have for you guys that I disagree with. So I just want to so I I just want some clarification here. Open up the floor for some bring it. Okay, bring it. Okay. Um, I I I heard you guys say the lack of stakes in this movie. I've heard that, and I've seen that other people talk about that online. Mm-hmm. Um. I will say, compared to five, where they killed both two legacy characters, Judy and Dewey. Sure, but how many legacy characters died in three and four?
2: It I don't. None of them did, as far as I recall. It's it's not about the legacy characters dying for me.
1: It's not about legacy characters necessarily. It's about characters that uh, matter, vested in, and then matter Um, like. Because so, like,
2: in this movie you had the bullies, the, the guys at the be the, the two dead guys at the beginning, Samara Weaving's character, the therapist, mm-hmm. um, and th- honestly, like the, yeah, that like oh, and, and Hanukkah, then you had the girlfriend. Oh yeah, but it's like
1: and a couple it's of people n- that got shot in the bodega scene. Yeah.
2: Like beyond that there's no one that was that died that made you go that made you want to root for them to get back at them and like it's like oh they killed someone off that was an important enough character for us to care about.
1: Like I'll even say go all the way back to Scream 1 when um mm-hmm dewey's sister died like she wasn't a quote-unquote legacy character but by the time she died in that movie you were kind of invested in who she was as a character now that's like, true and uh scream two um randy obviously is a big one uh scream three i guess nobody dies in that one that you
0: really can't <sighs> The only one you really care about is Parker Posey's character.
1: Yeah, okay. I'll say Parker Posey's character you're pretty invested in by that point in that movie. And then Scream...
0: Although, just to put a pin on that, there is a little hint online, which I missed. There was a, on the theater, retrospective with the name of that character. So people are like, oh, is she, did she somehow survive yeah. her stabbing well, too?
1: That's also that's also what I was going to say about Four, because they undid it, but... uh. It, There was no indication, at least within the film, that Kirby survived Scream 4. Uh, She did – in that film, you left that film thinking she was dead. Um, And then Scream 5, obviously, is Dewey. So – and it's not that Annika wasn't – but she had, like, a total of, what, five lines before she died? Like, that's kind of weird – uh, so, when I say no stakes, I mean, like, all apologies to Chad. I like that actor. But he also got, like, butchered in the first movie, too. He got fucked up in Scream 5, survived, it, and then got fucked up again
0: in this movie. Like, Dewey, got, Dewey got pretty fucked up in 2.
1: Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, but then did he get equally as fucked up and th- I can't remember
0: what happened.
2: Well also G- like Gail, like how many t- how many movies okay. has she been getting fucked up in uh, and I, still survives? I,
0: I agree with you on Gail. My biggest yeah. criticism with this movie, and I'll just yeah. get out of the way now, Gail didn't need to be in there. Yeah. <laughs> um and I would, if I if I said, were her, she would have died. But I don't think they will ever kill her off until and if they can get nev campbell back because you because yeah. as a as a screenwriter i feel like they want the person with the most history with I, her there to mourn her death
1: i don't <laughs> What? i uh,
0: that's I, done with I, sydney bring, prescott don't
1: bring sydney back please don't bring sydney back they said it in this movie and it is true sydney has earned her happy ending like Do not bring Sydney. Like, I think it's shitty that they didn't want to pay. Like I, the only reason Sydney is not in this movie is because they didn't want to pay her and that's shitty. But once they realized that she wasn't going to come back for less money and they wrote in the line, Sydney deserves her happy ending. You finished it for me. Like, do not bring Sydney back to this franchise, please.
0: Well, I'm sure we'll talk about it later uh, about where we think this franchise is going. So, put a pin in that because I think her return is inevitable. Um, But I agree with you, Gale should have died. But I do not think they are going to do it until and if Nev Campbell comes back. Yeah. Uh, um. Like okay, the reveal, yeah. the reveal, and the motive. Yeah. For me, since Billy and Stew, it's never been about who's under the mask. For me, it's about Ghostface in the mask.
1: Mm.
0: Having said that, I can buy the father being upset, but somehow him managing to convince his two kids to go along with it pushed it for me a bit. Yeah. I will say they were obvious. They all oh, through so millions are. of miles away saw that coming. But the only killer I have not been able to guess since the original. Well, I guess Billy well, in the original. I think original. The I didn't daughter guess was
1: too. not super obvious, I guess, because they killed her. So that was kind of a red herring. But that other guy that Mindy kept saying for the entire movie, <laughs> you're a ghost face. He yeah. was such a non character, a very like, who are you? Why are you here? <laughs> she nailed it. That part, actually, looking back on it, is kind of interesting because she did have the whole, who are you? Why are you here? Kind of because he was so a nobody, he yeah, to be Chad's roommate, and then they gave him nothing else, he was nobody but a killer, basically.
0: I, uh. <laughs> I just don't. Apart from Mrs. Loomis, who I don't think anybody could have guessed because they made no allusion to the character. Of like that was a good twist. I
1: like. That, that, was, that was a really good one.
0: That was a good twist. But apart from her, I found I found all the killers predictable in this franchise. So the predictability is not my problem here. My problem is when Dermot Mulrooney goes full, full. Psychotic break there at the Mustache end, twirling, yeah. Psycho, <laughs> whereas he would have been much more interesting had he played it more like Billy, more quiet, psychotic. I think.
1: I think what would have been more interesting is the last minute twist they tried to set up where Kirby actually was the killer. I think that would have been more interesting.
0: I do I think, too because they haven't done that yet. Where one of these survivors is warped in the head enough, for yeah, their experience that yeah. would have made
2: way more sense.
0: And they played that pretty well where she locks them in
1: and then he does the they played that pretty well. Where for like a minute, I actually bought that it was her.
2: See, I I found myself <laughs> not not I did not buy her as soon as they showed her doing the whole suspicious like after locking the gate i was like you played yourself guys
1: (laughs) here's the thing i'm I'm nitpicking it but like i said i think all the ghost face stuff is amazing i think that opening the double opening where because it was something to watch a ghost face kill somebody in the opening scene and then take the mask off and you spend a second going are we about to Columbo this film where you know who the killer is the entire movie and you watch them try to feed right up to who
0: gives a fuck about movies like Uh,
1: really good. Roger L Jackson is is like Pete Ghostface?
0: I was about to say, I don't think Roger L Jackson has been better than in this movie. He was fantastic. And there were some, he had some great lines in here. We talk about, uh, how you would have liked Kirby to have been the killer. Mm-hmm. His whole conversation with Gail about mm-hmm. how she would have been an excellent killer, but Sydney and, wouldn't have made sense and Dewey was a fan favorite, and, but you, Gail. Uh,
1: poor Gail's booty call. He got real, uh, <laughs> he got real beat up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
1: we didn't even talk about one of the other things i actually like about this movie even though i literally opened this episode with my alex jones impersonation i think the twist because i i actually also don't think this movie has a ton to say versus all the other screen movies i think the commentary in this one is a little bit not quite there uh uh I- Maybe I need to see it a second time to get it. But I think the commentary on like people controlling the narrative, like false narratives and stuff like that. I thought that was really interesting. The setting up Sam as the villain. But uh, well, one
0: of the character one of the killers i forget which one says it says it in the end he they said it perfectly it's not enough to kill somebody nowadays you have to kill their character first
2: it's i think the daughter says that i yeah, think
1: so i actually the whole like oh see she orchestrated folks sam orchestrated the entire thing like she was behind <laughs> poor richie and that, uh, that that girl amber they were just they were innocent all the people that died False flat crisis actors. Like that, I think, was all like actually pretty interesting take on it. And I also think that um, unlike in the last film, I think the Billy Loomis uh, visions made a lot more sense, uh, mostly because they used them less and also didn't try to make Billy seem like some sort of weird, misunderstood antihero. Like he was mm-hmm. clearly like a psycho villain as he was supposed to be living in Sam's head in this movie trying to get her to do bad things
0: <laughs> uh, I thought it was badass Sam did put on the full costume and the voice modulator to toy with Mulrooney there at the end yep. Can, I,
2: have a, I have a nitpick from the end of the movie that I just remembered that was kind of weird um, when the, when Sam and Rooney are on the balcony Mm-hmm. sam has a knife uh he has a gun he runs at her with the gun while she runs at him with a knife
1: but that's what anthony was talking about where he goes full nutso at oh there. that yeah and it's a but little, like,
2: weird, you know I, I i don't know if it's just me just finding weird things that, I, that i've never really noticed and it could have happened in other films but for some reason this is where i find it where like Like, I know it's probably happened in other films, but, like, Ghostface gets, like, gets beamed with, like, a, um, uh, like a, oh, like a skillet, like a skillet, and he's just up and running, and it's like, which one is it? Like, they would be knocked on conscience.
1: That was, well, that's a suspension of disbelief, Yeah, but that did cross my mind, actually, (laughs) when Ghostface got beamed with that cast iron skillet, I went, oh, God, like you're <laughs> gonna have a bruise. <laughs>
0: how, how brutal was it though when uh, go when Gail goes with a knife and Ghostface is faking unconscious and he grabs the glass oh. and
2: that was cool. I like that. Like 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 you guys. Like I thought there was some really good stuff with the ghost, Like the actual Ghostface. Yeah. Like it was everything else around it just didn't hit as well for me as I would have liked for a scream film. But I also want to watch it again. But I, we haven't even talked about the fact that General Ortega just steals this movie in general.
1: <laughs> well, that's what she does. Yeah, <laughs> she does. Yeah, she does. But like in.
2: her whole her whole it, it's great watching her development from the first movie to end this movie mm-hmm. and how she's grown up. And like even mm-hmm. the salmon, even the sister dynamic and how it grew, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I really liked
0: Actually, like I, thought, that's, I fully agree with you there, Justin. I want to say that's one of the nitpicks I have, though. Yeah. Uh, growth between movies. How Gail, at the end of every movie, is going to be a better person. And then the next time around she's written another book.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a nitpick, too. I, I mean, it's like, seriously, she went and did another book and gets Why punched in the face. And God, damn it, <laughs> God damn it, Gail.
1: God damn it, Gail. She has like a base I. it's a like I can see it both ways, but I can see it as like a nitpick of why does she do that. But at the same time, it's like there is an essential Gale, and she just really cannot help herself. Like, yeah, it's just she can seem like a better person at the end of the movie because in the, she can rise to an occasion. But if she has doesn't have the and I think Sam even says it. She just says without go she. Gail wants there to always be a ghost face because without ghost face, she doesn't have anything. Yeah, I think Sam actually nails that for Gail. I think Gail, just as a person, because even uh, what is It's is it Scream Three or Four where she's trying desperately to write something that is oh, Four, not, yeah, four, she's trying desperately to write something that is not about Woodsboro murders and cannot do it so. <laughs> I just think – so, like, I see the point, but also I think there's just an essential Gale she can't get away from. I don't think she has anything else.
0: Can we all agree the scene where she first confronts the girls and Sam goes to throw a punch and she dodges it because she's used to it. And then Jenna Ortega comes in and nails her (laughs) from the side. Great bit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And she – what is it she says? Well, you are – Jenna says something about you didn't see that coming. Gail says, we are a lot shorter than me. (laughs) (laughs) I also love Gail picking on Kirby. You can't be in the FBI. You're a child. Yeah, I like that a lot.
0: I'm 30. (laughs) Um, I did want to go back to something you said, Justin and Matt, about how Ghostface you'd be knocked unconscious of that cast iron skillet. Sure. I did I did love when Jed Ortega nailed Quinn with the brick and the teeth fell out. That was uh-huh. awesome. That was, that was like that was real good.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, with the cast iron skillet, that's just one of those suspension of disbelief things. It's a horror movie, yada yada, yada. But it crossed it did cross my mind. I went. <laughs> Because you know, I have a cast iron skillet. I've cooked with a cast iron. Sk- just you know thought, how
2: heavy those things just, are. Just
1: the mm. thought of being hit with one of those things, I went, "Oh God!"
0: And
2: kidding. then trying to depend which ghost face it is. I'm like, well, if it's the dad, he would definitely be unconscious.
0: <laughs> uh, that was <laughs> that was Quinn. She admitted to it. And actually, yeah. I'll I'll say this: Quinn was my favorite of the three. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sure. I think she had the most personality in
0: terms of. I actually liked her character before she turned a villain. I positive, thought she was fun. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> is it bad that I saw her and even beforehand, I was like, she, like, just as a character, I'm like, she looks like she's a villain of some sort. Like she no, that, has that face about her.
0: That's exactly what I thought about Amber in the last movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, I didn't get that out of Amber in the last movie. Uh, but like I didn't
2: I... think Quinn was. I didn't think Quinn was a ghost face in the in this one. Like that was definitely a good red herring. But she definitely had a face where I'm like, she could have been a villain, and I'm pretty sure I've seen her be like a demon of some sort in something
1: but i've said it before and it, it's true like in mystery things i'm just a mark like i'm generally not trying things have to be crazy obvious for me to figure them out ahead of time so
2: i love how you use a wrestling
0: term <laughs> yeah <I'm a> mark <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's talk about the shrine for a minute because the shine was cool but matt i when you were t- talking at the beginning but oh fuck hold on i dropped my airpod. yeah okay (laughs)
2: oh no he dropped it hope we don't see some butt
0: action (laughs) (laughs) um you you said at the uh beginning like you're standing in a shrine to murder well, I, I and I think, and I to your point, I don't think they did it well, but I think they were trying to do some sort of commentary about the true crime obsession people have nowadays. Sure.
1: I, I can see that. Um, and I think um <clears throat> and I think they did parts of it uh well, and I think they did parts of it not, because there's even the part where the newscasters are like, and the ghost face mask is selling out everywhere. I've got mine, have you got your? People are being killed, <laughs> and you are on the news going.
0: I bought my ghost face mask. <laughs> what? Did
2: you? I don't think. I don't know if either of you guys saw, it, but did you see the painting in the shrine of the was-up version from Scary Movie? Yeah, I did yeah, see that. <laughs> yes. I was just like, "That's a detail I like." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah i so i don't know I, sh- I thought the shiners
0: cool i thought that thing. that reminded me of that obsession people have nowadays and just like uh geek culture in general like all the collector collecting um, yeah
1: it, it, i mean and it's a stretch that i mean gail kind of brushes it out of the way by saying and cops like money but every single piece of evidence from every woodsboro Slash Hollywood murder. You got it. Okay.
2: All the knives, the broken TV.
1: All right. I'll go with it because Gail (laughs) said cops like money, but like, okay. I will say the other thing this movie did do that hasn't been done in, well, it was kind of done in five uh, but definitely not in four is the acknowledgement of the fact that Scream Three exists.
0: <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> I, and I and I loved Kirby's line there too. The only solo Ghostface killer points for uh, what was points it? for
2: origin for uh, originality for or effort. something along those lines. Effort, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah. yeah. I mean, five kind of did it because obviously that's where we met Randy's sister, but you could have hand waved away that we met her before in that film. Like they didn't lean on the fact that you'd met Randy's sister before, but this movie was like, yep, there he is. There's Roman.
0: (laughs) Yes. And his happy birthday Roman sign was in the shrine. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) I know. I know Matt's thrilled about that
1: i don't like that movie it's the it's literally the even though i've been sitting here nitpicking scream six scream three is the only scream film i'm perfectly happy never seeing again like
2: i like it i know you do (laughs) i'm indifferent with the scream three movie but i will also say scream is not necessarily my favorite franchise um I think the originality of the killers always different is a is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I really like that. So it's always someone different and I like the idea behind it but like for me I never really got in super invested in Ghostface. I think for this generation being a 90s killer, it's vastly needed to be different from the others and I think it does that very well. It's just for me it's just mm-hmm. Scream was never like something I'd be like super like I'd be like oh I need I need everything screamer later. I need to like watch them like immediately for the most time for, mm-hmm. for most of the part. Like mine's always will be like Nightmare on Elm Street and Matt's is Halloween. Like like I, that's why I love horror so much is like we all have similar tastes, but we all have different franchises that we all lo- love and behold more than others. And yet here we are having a really great discussion as friends. And with three completely different takes for the most part, and still be like, "Yeah, this is great.
0: This is awesome. I love it." I, you know, yes, I 100% agree with all that, Justin. Um, yeah, for me, yeah, yours is Nightmare. Matt's is Halloween. Mine is Scream. Edges out Halloween uh, just because I feel like it's the most consistent horror franchise. If Michael Myers had more consistent movies, uh, quality movies. Halloween would probably take that stabat that although, I'll
1: agree with that I'll agree with Halloween, My- have some, Halloween has some pretty terrible sequels <laughs> although Michael
0: so, Myers, so does
2: nightmare so
0: yeah I I do I do prefer Michael Myers I mean he's like he's the king of all the slasher so I'm with you there Matt um having said that i love Ghostface. i loved the worn Ghostface look i loved it in halloween loved mm-hmm. it in this and i hope they keep it going forward she dropped that mask hopefully the next killer just picked it up it off did. the street screen um, six
1: is definitely the best sixth film in a franchise except for uh well actually jason lives is also really good but it's definitely better than halloween six and freddie's dead
2: yeah that's <laughs> i for agree true. i agree with that but I, well i I did, like as we're talking about the where does Scream go? Um. Obviously, next movie is in space. That's where <laughs> they gotta well- go.
0: Can, can we talk for a minute how I cool joke, was, i loved at the beginning that he was watching jason takes manhattan on TV. <laughs> wasn't <it> great <laughs> i <laughs> joked to anthony that the killer in the next
1: movie is a landlord who did not get paid for the ridiculous new york apartment that three college kids lived in
2: and you know what <laughs> i'd be happy with that <laughs> <laughs> um uh, I don't. You it's the rent guy from the spy Toby McGuire Spider Man. You rich. didn't pay the rent. L- look, l-
0: let's just acknowledge it now because I think Matt, you might have been going there. Um, they allude to the Stu conspiracy theories in this film. Uh, where do oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> this this,
1: this, this th- these uh, creators uh, Radio Silence. They call themselves. They know. Not just this franchise, they know this franchise's fans. So they,
0: they make the comment, uh, if you believe he's dead, but then the TV definitively kills the brother at the end of this. But then in a variety interview, like the cre- uh, radio silence hedges, they won't say either way. Like they said, anyone can come back in this universe. I think... Hmm. Do we think Stu is on the table? In the I future? think it's.
1: Uh, they would really have to sell it to me because I think this long after you might have been able to do it in three. You maybe could have done it in four, but now I think it's too late. I, I was on the was fence. Probably Hopefully. no way after this many years that somebody would actually not know that Stu is like i think there's too many years to hide out and not be dead
2: i was fully on board with the fan theory that Stu would have been the killer in five like i was I, I was fully invested in being like having him being the killer and like he survived and he's just been hiding out and like you spend the whole movie thinking it's a bunch of these new people and then it's like, oh my God, it's Stu. And I thought that would have been really fun. I'm kind of in the same boat now where I'm like, I'm not against the idea of Stu, but you have to like, especially because you have all these new people coming in that may have not seen the first movie that you have to really sell Stew like to people
0: right now. So, so a few things, uh, one, before I give my thoughts on whether or not I think he's there, I find it so interesting how people latched on to Stu because I liked him as a character, but I was never obsessed with him like so much of the fandom seems to be. Uh, so I think was...
1: it's not necessarily Stu. I think people just like Matthew Lillard.
2: He's been killing it in some of the more recent stuff he's been doing. I mean, yeah, Matthew
0: Lillard's great. Um, secondly, I'm with I you. They, know, need, they They need to sell it if they do it. They really need to come up with a reason, but I think I think it's happening. I'll tell you why. Scream six was basically scream two. Mm-hmm. Scream three. I think they're gonna have somebody who's kind of been involved in all the murders. Whatever you think of that, I'm not saying it's not a good idea or bad. I think they're gonna do their own scream three, and I think it's gonna be Stu. He He's an revenge.
2: astronaut and they go to space.
0: <laughs> I think he wants a revenge on Billy's daughter. Because Billy ruined his life by roping him into this it, from the beginning. That's pop- Like I said, they really they're really gonna have to sell that. And Killer 2 is gonna be mom, who they've been setting up since five was, to be this... Yeah. I was about to say, yeah. I think
1: the killer is gonna be Sam and Tara's mom. She's been at that
0: conference a long fucking time. <laughs> she she was babe. at that now conference you- <laughs> and now she's estranged and let's not forget, mm-hmm. she went to school with Billy and Stu. I wouldn't put her past well of course she went to school with Billy and Stu. She fucked Billy and had oh, sales. <laughs> but that's that's what I mean. And what it would it would make sense if they go the mom route that she would know Stu if they want to bring Stu back. I think I'd be happier
1: with the mom than bringing Stu back, but
0: yeah, I I could see it both. Bring Sydney back make it the grand finale for now cuz you know these franchises never die. And it t- ties the new movies in together to the old ones and you know nev see, and sam both get their hero moments here by taking out stu
2: see, and Bob. It, it would have been cool if Gail weather's bit it in this movie thus being the reason sydney comes back for one final round if they didn't say the line of of she deserves her happy ending just if they are you know, because it, it, of what, I because
0: whatever because whatever reason
2: yeah but it would have be a nice swan song kind of deal
1: and i latched on to that line i really do think sydney deserves to go off into the sunset but you know the the reality of it as much as i don't want it the reality of it is like sometimes shit happens and like so if she came back i'd be sad for the character of sydney But it's not like it wouldn't make sense for her to come back. It would make sense for her to come back. I would just be sad.
0: Kill kill off Gail as the opening in the next one. Yes. Or or they've said they would love to get Patrick Dempsey back. It's clear he married Sydney. Kill him off in the new one. Mm You know, the opening scene.
2: Uh yeah. Make Dreamy. Just bring him back and just like Mm -hmm. just whack him. I'd be fine with that. I mean, either way, like something like that. Like we talk about. We talk about like staying power and like kills that matter. Yeah. If you off someone that, like, that made that maybe that newer fans might not latch onto, but older fans, you kill off someone in the beginning that's like, we've seen this person before and like, you could easily hook us back in. Uh, I think well, it, I'd be I down with that.
1: Other, I think that's the other reason I'm a little upset that the legacy characters didn't die because they made such a big deal of the idea that nobody's safe. Like Mindy really was like, you might die and you might die and you might die. They made a huge deal of it
0: and then kind of didn't follow their own rules. Well in the next one, I want Gail to die. I want Kirby to die. Kill off Mindy. Kill off <laughs> all
2: legacy characters. Uh-huh. Kill them. <laughs>
0: Hot boyfriend, the only ones I want to see survive. Nev, Jenna Ortega, and Sam.
1: Also, speaking of hot boyfriend, just speaking of Chad, and I actually kind of want some of the other... But the other thing was, like, because part of uh, Tara's character arc was, like, I don't want those three days... Which I think was actually a great thing. I don't want those three really horrible days to define the rest of my life. Yeah, I like that a lot. Obviously, she should deal with the fact that... Like, the not dealing with it is also not a good idea, but it is also a good attitude to be like, I want to move past this and, like, not let it define my entire life. So, at the end, when she finally decides she's going to get therapy because now she's had more bad days, like, that's fine. But, boy, what an arc to open the next movie with if she had finally opened up and, like, connected on this whole new level with Chad and then he's immediately... Murdered in front of her, like, wagged again to start that character on a foot on the next movie, but whatever. Um, that's fine. I do think, I do wonder though, what there was Sam, for you guys was Sam dropping the mask at the end of the movie, like, her parting with like, so probably no like Billy Loomis ghost dad in the next movie, no maybe Sam doesn't feel good about killing, stabbing people in the neck. like, do you think she let that go? Is that kind of, cause it, I, I think
0: it shows like, her willingness to let it go. Yeah. I don't know if it's fully gone.
1: It and, like she was going to take it with her, right? Like she was going to yeah. feel it. And then she just dropped it and was like, "Nah." So I didn't, you know.
0: And
2: Mindy picked it up, and she's gonna be the killer in the next one. <laughs> uh, I uh,
0: I hope I I hope it's Sam trying to move past that, but at the same time, this is the first film we got Ghostface killing one of the villains. Mm-hmm. Sydney put on the mask temporarily, but she took it off by the time she shot Billy dead. Yeah. And I loved seeing "quote unquote." Heroic Ghostface just going to town and stabbing Dermot Mulroney to death mm. when Sam had that full costume on. So I think I think there are interesting angles. I'm not saying go the Dexter route where she's targeting bad people. Yeah. I think there are it's an interesting way to channel that uh, part of her brain.
2: It's going to be her dressed in all Ghostface fighting the other Ghostface. The both can be in full Ghostface attire. It's going to be twenty minutes. Of them running around with a knife <laughs> like just trying to slash each other and kept keep calling each other Two like from faces, different rooms.
1: Double blade wipe was really cool. Yes.
0: <laughs> that yeah. was awesome. Uh, I have a question for you guys now which ghost face scene in this movie was your favorite was it the bodega the subway gail's apartment like their side I... scene
1: was wicked yeah. tense but i don't know if i'd call it a ghost face scene because his involvement in it ended up being minimal short minimal.
2: i hated the bodega one because oh, ghostly i hate i because it just I don't know. It's it's more brutal with a knife. He grabs a shotgun, and it kind of takes away some of the like, the, like the horror aspect. And it's just like I I don't know. I just I don't mean, like my like my serial killers that are predominantly known with blades to just have a gun.
1: I mean, boy, that apartment scene—it's pretty hard. Yeah, to, uh, that apartment scene, from beginning to end, was not just tense; it was brutal. It was. <laughs>
0: yeah like i i love sam's like hookup buddy in this like hey, hey. <laughs> i heard
1: the funny because i was listening to another review of this movie and they're like and sam's uh sam's friends with benefits who depending on how he's lit and shot is 25 or 40 <laughs> that's
2: <laughs> accurate so accurate <laughs>
1: I was like, yep, that's actually true. Nothing against him. He was good in the movie. I liked him. But, dude, I couldn't tell you how old that guy is to within two years. Like, I, I might be off by a decade. Uh,
0: uh, well, and he was a ni- the nice inverse of um, Nev's boyfriend, Sydney's boyfriend, Scream 2, who was like, yeah, well, stop, sh- it. stop shutting me out. Stop shutting me out. Stop shutting me out. Whereas Sam's boyfriend here is don't trust anyone, even me. Yeah. I
1: love right at the end when he comes in with all the police and he's like, I thought you might need some help. So I went and got them. It's like, oh, <laughs> yep. he's a nice guy. Like, He'll be dead.
0: I'll tell you as a New Yorker, one aspect of this city, I was pissed off they didn't use. And it would have made a great opening scene. It would have made a great kill scene. Times Square, where you have all the people dressed in costume taking photos. Mm -hmm. How cool would it have been if, you know, because Ghostface is a big costume in universe, there are a bunch of Ghostfaces around New York City taking photos, and the actual Ghostface is one of them, and just stab somebody to death in the middle of Times Square. That would have been great. I
1: think the subway. I appreciate that this movie was at Halloween, even though the park scene was clearly the middle of summer. But um, I I think the subway scene somewhat accomplished that, because not obviously with the spectacle of Times Square, but I think that um, I don't understand the Scream universe at all. Um, Anthony, I think this is something I texted you once. Like, at what point does the company that manufactures that costume become... (laughs) Complicit in murder. Uh, because <laughs> so I, I also don't understand the willingness of everybody to buy this costume. Like I understand there were stab movies. And I understand that, like in the real world, that um we do treat murder and true crime, kind of like what you were talking about, Anthony, as a form of entertainment. Um <clears throat> there was that Jeffrey Dahmer movie. Uh, I didn't watch it. The,
0: oh, the the miniseries with Evan Peters? Yeah. The yeah.
1: Evan Peters. I didn't watch it. Um, the families of the victims were pretty upset that it was even made. And I was like, okay, that's an, if like, they made a good point. Like we've, we've spent enough time glorifying this fucking piece of human trash. Why are you making another thing about him? And like, I, I was like, okay, I agree if, if, but like, Boy, do people seem to just really love murder in the Scream universe. Like, that the opening of Scream 2 is one of the most insane <laughs> things.
0: I'm like, I love that opening. I
1: love it too, but it's insane, dude. That's why I'm saying I don't understand the Scream universe in yep. a little bit. <laughs> uh so yeah wow that was awesome. that was a good talk that was a, a good, good talk. talk and um so
0: and i uh gentlemen i thank you for having me on but i not to invite myself back on but uh if you guys need a third for the evil dead uh I,
1: yeah buddy Come back i don't
0: time. i don't mind being the filling in this love sandwich guys Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um so now we've changed her over to
2: from two bro geeks to two to three sexy geeks. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah. uh, speaking of geekery, Anthony, you've got a couple other podcasts, and one of them is brand new and very geeky. So,
0: yeah. So the one that I've been doing for over almost six years at this point tis a podcast monday mo- monday mornings a new episode drops in your feed i do it with my friends tom and julia we cover a different christmas movie tv I'm episode so sorry
1: i dragged you into a hypothetical about your children <laughs> becoming murderers tom and julia
0: <laughs> Uh christmas special something and we rate and review we keep the christmas spirit alive all year matt is coming on soon to discuss the nanny episodes i know tom threw that on the calendar somewhere
1: he and i talked about it because he and i were uh on a podcast with jerry the other day and he and i got to talking
0: so so that'll be fun we still need to get justin on i know uh he's he's you there's one hallmark movie in particular. sugar plug twist is the one i worked on there you go (laughs) yeah so we still have to get you on but we will do it because we still have a lot of open spaces this year um brand new podcast now right now dropping only twice monthly until things pick up speed a little bit and there's more news to cover Mm -hmm. um dc unlimited i hosted it with chris evans of gathering of the geeks and phil walsh of uh fill out the movies uh basically we wanted to get in the ground floor here with james a new era of dc movies starting and uh yeah, we dropped our first episode last week, two weeks ago, and our next episode is coming out probably f- next Friday, or depending where this drops, when this drops, this Friday, in which we'll be reviewing Shazam 2. Uh, cool. Yeah, so DC Unlimited, you can find it wherever you download podcasts, so check it out.
1: Awesome. Sweet. Well, then that's going to do it for this episode, so. All right. Later, everyone. Later. Bye. The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. If you have not already subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, please do so. It really helps us out. Also, what really helps us out is if you could leave us a review. We really do appreciate it. Find us online on Facebook. Just look for Two Broke Geeks. Find us on Instagram, 2 Pod and on Twitter at 2 Pod. Find Atomic Geekdom online at AtomicGeekdom.com or on Twitter at Atomic Geekdom. Thanks. Oh, it's over. It's over. (laughs)